0: Welcome back to the next scene, the podcast taking on pop culture. One scene at a time. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm your other host, Brian. All right. Welcome back, Brian. Thank you. All right. Welcome back listener. And uh, so for, for this episode, for the, the, this is our, our final episode wrapping up uh, season one of the next scene. And uh, this week, we are talking about the Grateful Dead song, Scarlet Begonias. One which of- I just heard for
1: the first time on Sunday. <laughs> that is true. I, yeah. I have never right. was into the band, just for some background. Yeah. I never was into the band, and uh, I, I probably heard a couple songs through the years, but never like, oh, there, this is Grateful Dead. So this is the first one I heard. Okay. Not um, a Grateful
0: Dead fan. First time My,
1: hearing this song. Exactly. Well, not, not to say not a fan, just
0: that I never, never
1: got into it.
0: Okay. Well, um, you know, there's a lot of music out there. You can't listen. There's to a anything. lot of
1: music out there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and you want to know what this reminded me of? I, I, I was wondering if you thought of this too. And I don't know if I'm just on one of these kicks. Uh, you, are you familiar with the band Talking Heads?
0: Yes, I am familiar with the band I, Talking
1: Heads. This could be crazy, but I felt like this song went with something out of Talking Heads catalog you you see that connection? Yeah, no, you know what? I kind of.
0: Now that you mention it, big Talking Heads fan. By the way, I do like them. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I. You know I, what? They're one. I, they're a band. I really should get everything I hear from them. I like, but I haven't really dug deep into their catalog. But oh,
1: okay,
0: I should. I should. Yeah, I but, this yeah. song maybe think of them. I could see like like a stop making sense. I could see it would kind of yeah, exactly in. yes. All right, interesting.
1: Okay, and, and have talking, you been.
0: What was that? Uh, nothing. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna start talking about Ned Ryerson, and <laughs> I was gonna do, go down a path. And I'm like, yeah, just. I'm just gonna leave Dead. it. Um, well, so okay. not, But anyway, All right, back. Well, I have a, I have another question for you. Okay. Have you uh-huh. seen the
1: Grateful Dead in a concert? Oh yes, many times. Oh, you have? Yeah, many, many times. How, good time. Good concert.
0: Yeah, I probably saw – now, not a ton. You know, there's – I know the real deadheads go on tour. I've seen them hundreds of times. I've probably seen a couple dozen. The the Grateful Dead proper, you know, 20, 25, 30 times, you know, two and a half mm-hmm. dozen, something like that. And then the, some other incarnations that they – after Jerry Garcia passed, they, they've they been uh, as further. They were the other ones. Now they're touring where they're just the dead Mm -hmm. um, with, with John Mayer on lead guitar kind of filling in for, for Jerry Mm -hmm. Um, saw them like they, it's a, it's a very good show. It's a very good band, probably another dozen shows in um, you know, other combinations of grateful dead members where, but not technically the grateful dead. So um, Mm -hmm. yeah. One of of my favorite bands. Oh, okay. Um, Always a good, always a good show. Sometimes a great show. And I think that's, um that's why people going back to see them multiple times is is you you never you kinda want to capture that magical moment, those, those special nights where it's really kicking. But again, even when it's not great, it's it's always good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah. So uh so one of my favorite bands, and I think this is, you know, this is one of my favorite songs okay. of, of theirs. Um and and a little bit of history. This uh so this is kind of um to kind of, to kind of play into the uh the theme this is our first season the theme is beginnings this is the first song on the second side of um the album from the mars hotel the grateful dead album released in 1974 it was actually first uh performed live at the cow palace in daly city in california in march of 74 and that was actually a few months before the album came out, and that's typical of the Grateful Dead. They would um, kind of try songs out, debut songs live in concert before the studio album came out. Um, so this is uh this is an oldie, almost as old as I am, from way back in 1974. And, and my thoughts were, um, there's, a, and also I think the the theme of the song itself, what the song is talking about, is is a type of new beginning, a new way of thinking for the narrator of the song. So what I was thinking of is just kind of going through the song going through the the lyrics and uh and kind of talking about what what they mean to me and you can talk about Mm -hmm. uh brian you know what they what they mean to you what you think about and listener you know think about what you know what they mean to you all right so we start off with uh as i was walking around grosvenor square not a chill to the winter but a nip to the air um, you know what? I'll just go through. I'll read the, like the first stanza. I might as well go, but exactly. That's probably better than line by line. No one wants to hear that. Um, so uh, the first stanza, as I was walking around Grosvenor square, not a chill to the winter, but a nip to the air from the other direction, she was calling my eye. It could be an illusion, but I might as well try, might as well try. Um, and so this is, and uh, I should also say, this is um, music by Jerry Garcia words by Robert Hunter. Robert Hunter, longtime lyricist, wrote a lot of songs for for the Grateful Dead. Uh, great by rec- recently deceased Robert Hunter, rest in peace. But um, so this is sort of a typical, uh, typical Grateful Dead Robert Hunter uh, lyric. They toss in not highfalutin, but sort of there, there's there's allusions, there's uh, references to some other things. So in this case, uh, Grosvenor Square is um a, a large square that's in the Mayfair district of London, and actually. Uh, several appearances in pop culture, but particularly um, Dorian Gray from uh, the picture of Dorian Gray lived in the, the Grosvenor Square area. So I don't know if that's what what uh, Hunter was alluding to there. But, you know, throw in little literary references, make uh, make our pop music, uh, you know, seem a little more highfalutin than perhaps it really was. Or maybe it is highfalutin. I don't know. And one of the things that that I – kind of catch my notice and, and we'll actually refer to this better later is when our, I guess, speaker, our narrator, our singer says, uh, it could be an illusion. And it's like, well, so you're just, you're walking in the park, you're walking in a square, you're the, the, the singer is a, is a, is a male. Most of the time that the grateful dead were men. And you see a woman walking past you and like, why, why an illusion? Does now, that, see, that, you
1: know, yeah. now see, now The way I see it is that he's walking through the square and he's seeing. It, it looks like what or sounds like a beautiful woman mm-hmm. is what he's what he's at, and he he she's so beautiful, he's not sure is it real or is it not. Mm-hmm. But he's got to yeah. find out. You know, yeah. he might as well try. Might as well try.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I interpret this like when he's saying, you know, she was calling my eye. I think that's just maybe it's. Um, just saying she caught my eye right or, you know she's catching yeah. my eye, but you I want agree. to make it sound good or the syllables work out she's you know you can just as easily say it she caught my nice. eye it flows nice she was calling yeah. my eye she was caught my but, eye but um but yeah so she, so she she caught his eye, she got his attention, and um you know maybe maybe too good to be true, but might as right. well try okay exactly all right uh so so the the next stanza um we we learn a little bit about what sort of a person catches his eye. She had rings on her fingers and bells on her shoes. And I knew without asking, she was into the blues. Scarlet begonias tucked into her curls. I knew right away. She was not like other girls, other girls. Um, And the, the line here that, that kind of jumps out at me. And this is, we're, we're we're getting into why I wanted to talk about this song is I knew right away. She was not like other girls. Mm. So that's, Yeah what what's what could be different why why this this well um this woman will will say we're, right. i'm assuming that it's it's a you know someone of appropriate age that it's a woman but he's he's saying girls <laughs> because you know it was the seventies, it was a different time exactly. you know you wouldn't you wouldn't I'm sure if they were writing this song today, they would say well she was you know she was a woman and she had full agency and, and lived her own life and had her own goals and dreams. But, um, so yeah, I just wonder, so he knew, knew, he knew right away, not like right. other girls and this perhaps is, later, perhaps we'll explore that. This, this was love at yeah. first sight right here. This, this is a what, woman
1: he's never met. He's never ran into somebody like this before. Maybe he's never known a woman like this before.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Never known a woman like this before. <laughs> I think you may be onto something there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I like this, this sounds, you know, and then again, this is the, the early seventies, the Grateful Dead are kind of, um, a, a band of hippies kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know, tie dye, free love, LSD, all that kind of stuff. So you can imagine a, a woman long, you know, flowers in her hair, scarlet begonias and bells on her shoes, rings on her fingers, really, you know, a really far out happening right. chick. And here's
1: and, and you know maybe this guy he's he's lost in the world he he views himself as an outsider an outcast mm-hmm. and now he's met somebody that that is equivalent to him.
0: Okay, all right, maybe maybe we make maybe make a love connection. That's right. Here, all right. So then the the third stanza in the thick of the evening when the dealing got rough she was too pat to open and too cool to bluff as I picked up my matches and was closing the door. I had one of those flashes. I'd been there before. Been there before. Hmm. Um, now I've there's there's one particular word that I want to focus on. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the line: "She was too pat to open and too cool to bluff." I mean, this is poker stands talk, right? Yeah. There. So you you're a poker player. This this they're, they're talking your language. That's right. Now, this so what do you? That,
1: what do I take? What, what do I? What do I? What do you see? make of that what line? This? I mean, it would be a really weird first date to go play poker with
0: the woman. But hey, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a special kind of. Yeah. That's, that's someone, Yes, if you if if on if you if your first date, your first evening with a lady, you take her play cards and right. she and she's doing well and she's winning and she's having a good time. She accepts that as a first date. You. You put a ring on it. You lock that's that right. woman down. Yeah, that's, that's right. something special, definitely. <laughs> but this
1: this is an interesting uh, verse here, a stanza. Yeah, uh, it's it's really could be interpreted in, in many ways. It looks like poker. I, do you? I mean, do you think he's talking about gambling here? I don't. Yeah, I definitely think he's talking about gambling. See that? Uh, that's a. It's an interesting way to to go with the song.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because there are. Um, the, the Grateful Dead fans are obsessive. They catalog. If you want to know how many times a particular song was played, was it the first song in a concert? How often was it played at the encore? Mm-hmm. Um, and they they delve into all the minutia of everything of, of the band. But they don't know what to make of this this stanza because I don't think there's a big intersection. You look at that Venn diagram of, of poker players and Grateful Dead fans. There doesn't seem to be a lot of overlap and, and kind of doing some research and looking online and there's annotated lyrics, there's sites that kind of delve into everything. They don't really know too much. I think this kind of makes, this makes a little bit of sense um, when she says she, she's too pat to open, which is, so that's like a bluff move. You've got, you know, you've got a good hand, you've got a pat hand, right. And you want to slow play. You're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check. I'm not going to open. Mm-hmm. I'll see what everyone else does. And then I can react. Right. But at the same time, so she's too cool to bluff. So she's like, she, you know, I don't know. Really, I don't know exactly. I'm not going to say I know exactly what they mean, but I kind of get the the hint of she's, she's got a good hand. She should be slow playing it, but she's kind of too cool, you know, too cool for school kind of thing. Too mm-hmm. cool to bluff. right? I mean, this
1: could be all about her personality. This could have nothing to do with cards yeah. or gambling.
0: Yeah. And maybe it could just maybe. Be
1: his impression of her. Mm-hmm. When
0: when when he's saying
1: she's too cool. Exactly. Too too pat to open. So you could, yeah, you know, she was too too good to open, too cool to bluff, you know, somebody that's just
0: I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. Okay. All right. Um well we can we can put that aside and, and yeah. you know come back to it if we if we need to. But um the really the, the word I really wanted to focus on though in this in this stance is when the um our narrator our, our our the star of the song, our singer says, "I picked up my matches and was closing the door." When I was trying to figure out, like, what is this song really about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that suddenly jumped out at me. And again, if you look online, you look at the annotated lyrics, you look at, at at most of the most of the discussion, at least that I found amongst the Grateful Dead fan community, just says, "Well, this is it's a friendly game. It's a say, it's a sign that it's low stakes." Mm-hmm. That he's not he's not picking up his dollars, he's not picking up money, right. he's just picking up matches right. that they're playing for. Right. But I that just doesn't that doesn't tell the whole story for me. I think of I think of where like where would you be that you're you're not playing for money, you're not even playing for chips, but you're playing for matches or maybe something, you know, matches lighting, light a cigarette. Where is a cigarette used as currency? Where are you going to gamble with cigarettes? And in particular, I think of the, the, there's lots of similar scenes. But for me, I thought of the scene from One Flew Over the cuckoo, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. There's a oh, poker yeah. scene in that. Well, there's a poker scene in the book and the play and the movie, and they're playing for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, okay, so common like in
1: jail, very common so, in
0: jail. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, a, a, a mental institution, a hospital, a jail—all kind of places where you don't necessarily have money, where people are playing poker for matches or cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And what do those things have in common? Well, they're generally segregated by sex. Mm-hmm. Generally, if you're in prison or you're in a mental hospital, now in in one Flew Over is a cuckoo's nest. There's nurses, but in terms of the the people that are. Inside the institution that don't work there but live there, they're all men. If you're in jail, you're in. You're a man. You're going to be around all men, right? So I'm like, oh, so this guy's in some kind of institution. It's probably, you know, single sex. He's probably surrounded by all guys. That's why he's not playing mm. poker for money. He's playing for matches. Then, like, okay, so that's why it would be in a, going back to. The first stanza where he says it's an illusion, well, yes, if you're in instead of and, and imagine so he's saying, I was walking around Grosvenor square, I was in this fancy park, you know in London, where Dorian Gray used to live, mm-hmm. but he's putting on airs it's it's not Grosvenor square, he's not in London, he's in the yard he's in the he's in some prison yard he's walking around some prison yard. Hmm. Where it's all guys, and suddenly he sees someone who looks like a woman, right, and so he's like, "Oh, this must be an illusion, huh, it's, so maybe yeah. that's why he thought it's, it was an illusion because yeah. he knows, well, there's only guys around here i'm playing you know I don't have any money, I'm playing cards with cigarettes and matches, mm-hmm. but I think I see a woman this must be a, an illusion,
1: and so i I know
0: she's not like other girls.
1: Right. So yeah. here's a guy it, possibly in prison in an institution slowly losing his mind. <laughs> and he sees what right like he says an illusion. He's not sure what it is. He's sort of
0: just um daydreaming right now or hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Um well so let let's uh, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And we'll jump ahead to the bridge. We're going to take it to the bridge. And the bridge is I ain't often right, but I've never been wrong. It seldom turns out the way it does in the song. Once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Hmm. So it's like, this is, this is deep. This is deep. This is like, so first of all, this is, you know, again, this is a hippie band. This is, I mean, it's the early 70s. It's, you know, the 60s are over, but it's still kind of the age of free love. And they've they've got lots of... You know, hippie followers to say, you know, and and I mean, come on, if you go if you talk about you know, boy meets girl and dating and relationships and sex, like that's pop music, like rock right. and roll, pop music is all about boys and girls, mm-hmm. and you know other other combinations of of mating, but people getting together. So to say, but this is, you know, this is. It seldom turns out the way it does in the song. So this is not boy meets girl because, you know, I want to hold your hand and all that stuff. Like boy meets girl is the oldest story in all of songs. But this is this is not turning out the way it does in the song. This is once in a while you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. So this is a, this is a strange place to find love to to make you know to for someone to catch your eye. This is a strange place. And yet, someone caught his eye. Hmm. So I'm thinking crazy. maybe this is. I'll do. I'll just. I'll, I think. I think you, you picked up where I'm heading. Like this is this is a Lola situation. This is the Grateful Dead's Lola. Hmm. Lola for, for those that aren't familiar, Lola is a song by the Kinks where the, a man talks about meeting someone in a club, and then you know meets this woman who sweeps him off his feet, and then he notices like, hey, wait, like. This woman has like really big hands and a deep voice and an Adam's apple. The crying game for for yeah. those that might not know the Lola situation. <laughs> it's it's a crying game situation. Basically, he sees he right. sees someone who looks like a woman but talks like a man. This that that's what I think this song is, is about.
1: This is this is going this is going someplace here. We might be cracking this whole thing open.
0: And I was surprised again. I I you know I'm, I won't. I won't claim to be the foremost researcher, but I'm pretty good with a with a Google and a web search,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and nothing else. No, I haven't found anything else on the web. Any other Grateful Dead fan that is has this take on this song? Yeah, but I think it it's I, I think it's it's
1: obvious. I, I, the way we're talking about it now, the, what you're saying, it, it does seem like this. I don't know. I don't know how else you can interpret it. Hmm, we need we. we we might have
0: to dig even deeper and, and revisit this down the road. Maybe find an expert, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um so let's let's move on to yeah. the our next stanza. Well there ain't nothing wrong with the way she moves or scarlet begonias or a touch of the blues and there's nothing wrong with the love that's in her eye. I had to learn the hard way to let her pass by, let her pass by. And again I- like this is like none of this really makes sense if this is ordinary boy meets girl kind of pop music unless,
1: unless well, the only thing i could think of is it, it again this is coming from now a dark place which i'm not sure if this is exactly this band style but is he just not worthy of any of this in his mind <laughs> it, you know what i mean and he's just <laughs> he, he's such an outcast he can't be in love he can't meet somebody it's too good to be true and he's just self-fulfilling prophecy she's great but i got to let her go
0: yeah yeah i mean and, and it's it, it's not it's not entirely unprecedented in terms of grateful dead songs of songs that are about um kind of women that defy expectations and certainly there there are songs that are straight up boy meets girl, she's the one for me. Mm-hmm. I guess love songs, you know, kind of your your plain vanilla love song for mm-hmm. lack of a a better term. But then they've also got songs. Um you know one particular song that 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 kind of that that comes to mind is Althea. There's a verse or so there's a couple lines that and I, I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but where the singer says, I I told Althea I was born to be a bachelor she said okay that's fine and you know now I try and catch her. So I mean they have lines where that you know where the woman kind of flips the script where you know the man thought you know was trying to play the the stereotypical where oh the woman the woman's going to want a relationship she's going to want to settle down mm-hmm. I'll play hard to get and then the woman's like fine I don't want to be tied down I want to be a free spirit and then it you know he you know oh you know she flips the script and then he chases her. So they do have other songs that are, you know, where they, they change it up a bit, but it is still apparent that it, it's still the the kind of the the stereotypical boy and girl stuff. Like they flip mm-hmm. it a little bit, but they don't go this far. But this, I think, you know, when he says like there's there ain't nothing wrong with the way she moves, well, like, well, why would you have to say that? Like, of course, you see a you know a beautiful woman catches your eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. Why would you have to say there was nothing wrong with the way she moves? Mm-hmm. Like, See, you know, it's it's not even worth mentioning if if she's if you're a guy and she's a girl and this is ordinary, you know, vanilla stuff. If it's if it's something else, well, then then maybe the the narrator feels like well, he has to justify it. He has to say there's nothing wrong.
1: Right. This is right. This is something he's not sure about, and he's reassuring himself.
0: Nothing wrong with the way she moves, right? Right. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So I I think that's it's so in that sense it's sort of a new beginning. This is a new sort of relationship, a new kind of love that the the singer hadn't ever considered before, and isn't really ready for. You know, he says, "Well, I had to I had to let her pass by," mm-hmm. um, but still, she she caught his eye, and there's nothing wrong with the way she moves. Right. Yeah. Um. And then, so the 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 final stanza of the song, "The Wind in the Willows," played t for two. The sky was yellow and the sun was blue. Strangers stopping strangers just to shake their hand. Everybody's playing in the heart of gold band. Mm-hmm. And so that's you know that's kind of a nice final thought of just yeah, you know, strangers stopping strangers, right, just right. to shake their hand. Yeah. Um, but the thing, like, and then the like the like the, the, my closing argument, like the final thing that kind of seals it for me is the sky was yellow and the sun was blue. Like everything is backwards. Everything is the opposite right. of, of what you would think. I mean just the, the sky was yellow and the sun was blue. Right. This, this, is,
1: this is again playing to what you're saying. He's in, a, yeah. he's in some kind of institution and this is all in his mind that he's, you know he's seeing these these illusions like yeah. you said the sky the sky is yellow the sun is blue
0: i mean, I mean what could your be, head you know what, what could be more opposite if you're you know a young man looking to attract a, a, you know some some romantic companionship mm-hmm. and what you think is a woman turns out to be a man what could be more opposite what is more sun yellow sky you know or or sky yellow sun blue than a woman turns out to be a man. It's, it's,
1: I think it's exactly what we were saying.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I feel like he's just, he's in there and he, this is, this is all in his head right now. <laughs> all in his head. That's the way I see it that he let, he, it's in his head. Okay. It's because head. obviously he's going to, I mean, we'll see the sky being, um, yellow
0: and the, the sun, sun was being
1: below. blue. I, I mean, that's just so.
0: That does sound like a dream. That is. is, Right. right. You could also say that's just. Yes. That is dream imagery.
1: Right. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Okay. So it's all just, it's all just a dream. It's all a dream. Okay. That is possible as well. Very interesting uh, song though. This is,
1: uh, it's pretty deep. (laughs) Yeah. If you take it in this way and I'm sure there's a hundred other interpretations. No, I think it's just the one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no i think there's 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 there's. suddenly there's you know there's other ways you could look at it that's this just happens to be the way i look at it you've got that's the way me. you're looking at it you've right. got some good points there yeah yeah this is uh
1: it's say, hey, listen what makes a great song if it, if it was so super simple we'd all think the same thing and it'd be a boring song
0: yeah that's it part of what makes it good that there's right. different angles there's different ways there's some ambiguity um, now, I will say that Robert Hunter, uh, who wrote the lyrics um, in a 1978 interview, said that uh, Scarlet Begonias, he wrote about his, his girlfriend at the time, Maureen. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? That's what he said. But I don't put too much stock in, in what the artist says. I don't really – you know what? You're just, you're just the artist. You're just the gateway. Um, once the art is out in the world – it is up to us, the podcasters, to interpret it. Hmm. So he, he says it's about a woman. I say, you know, eh, he's just a songwriter. What does he know? That's right. He's some <laughs> hippy dippy musician. That's right. <laughs> he wrote the song, but we are the
1: ones that actually are interpreting the song.
0: Right. We are the we are the listeners. You can't write and interpret the song. No, you can't. It's a fact. That's
1: that's right, <laughs> that's, that's right there. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is fascinating, though. This is, this is a dive. This is a deep dive even into our psyche. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess what does that say about us? That, that this is what we <laughs> – Right. It's, it's kind of a little bit of like a, a Rorschach test. You, you, know? you know what? That's right. But that's what great art is. Yeah. The great art, uh, you know, what it reveals about us. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I will also say, you know, folks, if you're not familiar – with, with the song or the band, I would say, check it out. It's a, it's a jaunty tune. It kind of, it, I don't know. It, it, it bops. I don't know if that's, if that means anything. It, it moves along. You can dance to it. You can kind of tap your toe and snap your finger. Um, you know, it's got good music. We didn't really talk about the music. We've just been talking about the lyrics, but I would say, uh, yeah, if you don't know, it's, it's Scarlet Check it out. When, uh, it's, when it's the,
1: got a lot of mood to it. I like the song. It's got, it's got mood to the song. If that makes any sense hmm it's not your typical it's not a poppy song it's it's you put it on and you you can really feel the mood
0: yeah right yeah um and I will mention so a, a couple notable covers that the song's been covered many times there's sort of a um a ska slash rapish cover by sublime um the, 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 they they kind of Mix up the, the the music, kind of give it a ska feel and that the singer's really kind of rapping, not really singing. But um, yeah, kind of a ska cover, which if you're into Sublime, you might like. Um, Jimmy Buffett did a cover. Eh, I thought it was so-so. Um, one of my favorite covers was by Thievery Corporation. I would say check that out as well. Check out the, the Thievery Corporation, Corporation cover okay. of, of Scarlet Begonias. That's another good one. But uh, other than that, so I think – you know yeah that's I, yeah that's kind of that kind of run through my notes this is what i had to say about the song <laughs> um you know any any other thoughts that you had brian
1: um like i said i i want to research this more I, I would like to find somebody that's a, a real authority and, and have them back on with us to discuss okay. even further all
0: right because so i like i we, I'm, we put yeah we put it out there yeah, people say maybe we we put this on the shelf and then uh-huh. you know it's there, and then if we need to take it down and, and revisit in the right, future,
1: right? We can. So I mean, I, I think we need to get into now our next season.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's it for that's it for Scarlet Begonias, and that's also for season one of the next scene wrapping up. And so we're on to season the two. the next season. And uh, speaking of of taking some things down off the shelf. Um, we're going to be revisiting already. It's only the first season, but we're already revisiting one of the, the properties we talked about, the uh, Quick Change, the great Bill Murray film, which we, we threatened. We said we thought we'd get back to it. That's right. Um, I don't know if we knew it would be this quick, but so, uh, so what is it about Quick Change? What, what, um, what angle are we taking on that film for season two? We are taking on Bus Drivers. Bus drivers
1: and yeah. the, and as if people, if you need to watch the movie before our season drops in May, uh, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. The bus driver in the movie is, I, I mean, a great character. Gr- I think it's it's he's funny. It's it has a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, he's it's it's a small part, but it the the actor makes it big. You know, it's right. a little bit of a it's a little bit of a planes, trains, automobile situation. Where the, uh, the the main players in the movie are tr- trying to get to the airport, and various forms of transportation are involved, and uh, one leg of their transport they they run into uh, a, a notable bus driver, and we'll we'll talk about that. And then absolutely, uh, yeah, I was also thinking about um, well, speed, mm-hmm. right, is a great a great bus movie.
1: Great bus movie. And, and there's a the bus driver. Of yes, and, there's yeah. the bus driver. Which I which I think that's another interesting bus driver. Not as funny, perhaps as change will be, but it will be a nice dive into bus drivers.
0: Yeah. Well, we can compare and contrast right. um the different bus drivers in different roles and and how they um there's um and I don't know, we haven't we haven't nailed it down. We're just kind of I guess kind of spitballing uh who we might talk about. I think of you know, The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Great great TV show. Great bus driver there, Otto. Great, that's the, uh, true. The, the school bus driver that drives Lisa and Bart to, to school five days a week um, when they're not when and they're lo- not trapped at home and not locked up due to uh, a virus. But yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think this is one of the reasons we wanted to do the podcast in this way, tackling different aspects of. Mm-hmm different types of movies. So we could go uh, quick change. We could we could revisit it. Maybe it could be five, six, seven times down throughout the whole um, run. Cause there's a lot of different things we're talking about, not just one piece of culture. Not just, well, we're talking about quick change and then we're done. We're yeah. keeping it flowing.
0: We're gonna get we're gonna keep it flowing. We're keeping it flowing. So um yeah, we're gonna take a little bit of a hiatus. Um so it's um it's the beginning of April now. And I'm thinking, like, the first week in May. So we're going to take yep. take the month of April off. To It's been a, you know, season one took a lot out of us. Um, so we're going to have to rest up, recuperate, ice the arm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll be back for season two in May. And if you, you know, as always, we're welcome your feedback. If you want to let us know your thoughts on, the, on Scarlet Begonia, if you've got some of your favorite bus drivers from pop culture that you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, we're, on, we're on Facebook. At the Jelly of the Month Club is our Facebook group. We're on the Twitter, at Next Scene Pod, Instagram, the website NextScenePod.com. You could probably email us.
1: Do we have email? Mm, do we have email? We do, but
0: but let's be honest. Who uses email? No, right? Who now? uses email? That's the old folks. Nobody emails. Your grandmother exactly. emails. No, you you were on the the social. We're on the web. The yeah, socials. we're on we're on the web. That's right. We're on the web. Yeah. Um. So, yeah so any any anything else? any closing thoughts on uh, on the season one? Well, I think we tackled
1: the beginnings. it was it was great. It was our beginning. We hit the beginnings of a lot of classic pieces of culture. Mm-hmm. and we we learned a lot. We hopefully everybody liked listening to us.
0: yeah, we we you know, we learned, we laughed, we cried, we That's learned, true. we we grew. It was a real special time. And uh, yeah, that was season one, so uh, please. We hope you enjoyed it and come on back for season two of the next scene.
1: Bye for now. (laughs) (laughs) That was... (laughs)